Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. What up, Montana? Welcome in. Can't believe it's finally here. But by God, it is. It's the Montana Football Hour with real, legitimate, actual college football games to talk about. Cannot believe it. Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. If you're watching in on television, you can see Riley Corcoran. He's been dominating your SWX Montana airwaves the last couple days here. And uh, for good reason, because football back in action across the great state of Montana. We're going to talk all football all the time here on this Monday show. Get things kicked off with the Montana Football Hour. Talk Grizz, Bobcats, high school football, and everything in between. Also hear from Bobby Houck. Just got back from his press conference. Man, I forgot how big of a whirlwind these Mondays can be sometimes. Montana State hosts their press conference at noon. University of Montana hosts their press conference at uh, 2. So to get back, get it all cut up. 
Man, but uh, so if you text Coulter and like you you know you, you want to get info or anything in between, leave him be on Monday <laughs> afternoons. Okay, the guy is busy from like noon to six, and then he'll respond to you after that. So that's a disclaimer for you, Coulter. <laughs> Thank you very much, Riley. Uh, we'll talk. We'll hear from both Bobby Houck and Brett Vegan, both head coaches. I gave press conferences today, previewing Washington and Wyoming, respectively. Also. Give you a little couple tidbits on the game that Riley called on Friday night. Instant classic down there at Washington Grizzly State. I was loving this game, man. Me too. I mean, that that was we had big expectations, and we talk about all the time one versus two. Rarely does it live up to the hype. That yeah. game had everything. That was a classic high school football game. How about the crowd? Also, Dude. by I mean, playmakers all over the place, big time. I mean, it came down to the final play. It was absolutely incredible, a treat to be there. It was all settled. The number two team in the state, but the defending state champs knock off top. Ranked Billings West 22 to 19. So we'll give you a full recap of that as well. Second hour, we're going to parlay into some NFL stuff. And by parlay, I mean absolutely parlay. We're going to talk some best bets, uh, sports gambling. It's crazy. This used to be something where we would frame our conversations like around the lines. If maybe by chance someday I might become a gambling guy, you really couldn't talk about it. Well, now everybody sports gambles. It is fully status quo. The straight tipping point is. All the way off the ledge now, and it's great. And and uh, so we're not here to advocate picking up a new habit, more just to have some fun. So we're going to break down specifically the AFC West, but also the AFC at large here today, because I think the AFC uh, is a fascinating one. I think there's a lot of contenders, including teams that haven't been contenders for quite some time. Uh, so we'll get to all that in hour number two. The Riley's got a jet about 530, uh, but I got a couple more interviews to share with you. I got one in the can from Matt McKay, Montana State uh, Bobcats starting quarterback. And then also... Uh, if we have time, this might actually be delayed till tomorrow, but we, uh, either way, we'll get to it. If we have time, I'll also hear from a couple of the big boys. And if you know anything about me, you know that I know the guys that play on the interior offensive and defensive lines are the best guys on the radio. I'm not taking any other debates. You're not getting, you can say receivers, corners, quarterbacks. No. Defensive tackles and offensive guards are going to be the best guys on the radio. You want to know why? Because we've been waiting our whole lives for this. We never get interviewed. So Alex Gubner and Eli Alford, uh, if we get to it today, maybe tomorrow. But either way, man, I'm so excited for football to be back. First and foremost, a couple uh, pieces of housekeeping to get to. By the way, if you want to listen to the show anywhere besides the traditional radio, hit up 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. You can also stream the show on YouTube. We are... Uh, I haven't described or revealed what our giveaway for the fall is going to be because I haven't decided yet because we could give you a whole bunch of different things and we might just give you all of it. The only thing you need to know is you have to be a subscriber to our YouTube channel because we're going to run this year's fall giveaway here on Nuanas now through our YouTube channel. So N-U-A-N-E-Z will get you there. Go subscribe. We got grills. We got floaties. We got freezers. We got potentially even a rifle. We got gift cards. We got Football tickets. We got everything. So before we decide what, we need to get that YouTube subscriber base up. So go uh, hit that up as well. If you want to be involved here in the Montana Football Hour or in any of this show whatsoever, 888 1029. That's 406-888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. And of course, if you're watching on TV, you can see already the beautiful signage that Northwest Motorsport has provided us. But it is the Northwest Motorsport Studio. They are new to Missoula. Go check them out on the corner of Stevens and Mount, or you can visit them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. 
great work and uh, congratulations to everybody at Missoula Broadcasting Company. We were one of the presenting sponsors and primary MCers, I guess you would say, of the uh, River City Roots Fest this weekend. It was awesome. I uh, had a great time Saturday night dancing it up in the streets to the Little Smokies. Uh, I know Tommy was there bouncing around as well. And so good job by everybody around here, especially the guys at the trail for uh, getting the bands in, on and off the stage. And great job by you, Missoula, for showing out in full force. It was an awesome event over the weekend. And more, most importantly, I was on the road on Friday, so we didn't get to do a proper uh to do for our good buddy Tommy Evans in the back. Tommy, happy birthday, man. Thank you for getting me the pizza before the show. You know, I, any day I am distracted on a Monday, if I'm getting pizza with you, that's a good thing. So happy birthday, buddy. Yeah, thanks, Coulter. You know, and, and there's no better way to spend it than uh, leaving my uh, main stage MC duties at Roots Fest, having a beer with my lovely girlfriend and friends to come back here and work for you on this show. It's just, it's 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 a gift that never stops giving. I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not, but either way. Yeah, highly we, uh, we couldn't do this without you. That's all I know. <laughs> I was going to say, what do you do for Tommy? Tommy did, covers you all the time. I mean, he gets you pizza. He makes sure you sound good. Well, I uh, I took took him to Vegas one time, and okay. that was actually he took me to Vegas one time. Uh, we're going to go back, though, Tommy. I got, big, right. I got big plans for us. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, in studio with me, Colton Nuanas. It's time now for the Montana Football Hour, presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference. As a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana, Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. First, let's talk just a couple minutes about this Sentinel West game. Uh, I, it was funny because I had hit up practices uh, week the week leading up at all the Missoula schools. So I had kind of a close-up look of, of the AA football programs. And I was texting my brother. I was telling him, I was like, man, Better, worse, and different, it's crazy how much high school football has changed in Montana. It used to be the the biggest, strongest teams won. You used to put one of your bigger, stronger guys at running back and just try to run it down people's throats. It was all about just banging and hitting. And every once in a while, you might have a quarterback that could run a quarterback waggle or something. But spreads, no way. Shotgun, no way. I remember when Sentinel first started running the shotgun like 12 years ago. I was like, you're crazy. What are you guys doing? I remember we had a quarterback, a big guy, transfer from Sentinel and I was the center, I had to spend a full week of fall camp totally dedicated to taking this, having this guy learn how to take a snap under center because he couldn't do it. But regardless, it's changed so much. It's a completely different game when you watch it. But then you put these guys on turf, and you look at some of the what the coaching concepts are doing, and you see some of the awesome former college players who have now matriculated in the coaching ranks, namely Dane Oliver at Missoula Sentinel. And is Andrew Sell still coaching over at Billings West? I can't remember. I don't think so. Okay, so Andrew Sell, former so. Grizz quarterback, was helping out at mm-hmm, Billings West. Uh, but they have a lot. And Mike Ryder was helping out over there for a little while, too. But the way that they play, very sophisticated, very modern. But more than anything, I'm just so impressed with the speed and skill of these kids. They're, you don't see the same uh, intimidating physical specimens. But the open field tackling was unbelievable. I couldn't believe how good the open field tackling of this game against Missoula Sentinel and Billings West was uh, on on Friday night. But you had a front row seat. You were on the call for SWX Montana TV. And uh, back and forth, an outstanding go-ahead touchdown by Taco Dowler late in the fourth quarter. But then Zach Cruz and the Spartans respond. And uh, Sentinel comes out with a 
enormous 22 to 19 victory. It had a little bit of everything. And when you talk about playmakers doing their thing at a clutch time, Zach Cruz, Taco Dollar did that. I think that Jay Schillinger and I were talking second, third quarter. Where is Taco? Where is Taco at? I mean, he had yep. two catches in the first quarter, and then we never said his name again until the fourth. Well, they run a tunnel screen to him, and you see what he can do. And it was kind of a, okay, why hasn't West been doing that all game long? I thought it was fascinating to watch kind of the evolution of Sentinel's offense right before our eyes because it was such an unknown coming in. We knew that Zach Cruz could do his thing. Who else was going to help him? How were they going to prioritize what they wanted to do offensively? And I think the star of the game that really was maybe the biggest surprise of it all was Joe Wyda. Joe no Wyda had huge catches all the way throughout that game. The two-point was big as well. But uh, I thought that it was very fitting that you have one versus two and they're separated by the slimmest of margins. What it come down to? Special teams. We did. Special teams. Missing extra points, missing field goals, kickoffs, all of that. That was kind of the X factor in it. And uh, Billings West, I think that they had a long bus ride home because they missed some big-time opportunities. It just had a little bit of everything. It was just so fun for all four quarters. You had to feel bad, too, for the, the kickers in this game because, like you said, the crowd was outstanding. They're not used to kicking. Jay Schillinger, your color guy, made a great point. It's different hash marks than in high yes. school. And, you know... The pressure plus the crowd plus the turf plus the different hash marks plus it's the first game of the season. You know, I, you, know you can be very critical of college-level kids that are on full-ride scholarships and stuff when they're missing big pressure kicks, but... You feel bad for the high school kids, man. I mean, of course they missed their first couple of kicks. It's a completely different venue. You do. I would. I'll meet you in the middle on this. I give them a little credit on the the field goals, but the extra points. I mean, they yeah. each missed an extra point. That was, and that kind of changed the game. Just the mindset about okay, now we have to go for two, or now how do you play the game? And honestly, the missed kick I think had a lot to do with Clonch's decision to throw that in traffic, kind of the play calling late for West because they were obviously in field goal range. For those that weren't following on, they were down by three inside the 10-yard line with under 30 seconds to go. And they kind of took a shot where if they felt confident with their field goal team, it was more of a, hey, let's go to overtime and live to see another day. They tried to win it right there, which obviously we all love as spectators. But I really think special teams kind of came down to it. And you look at it from both sides. I mean, Sentinel... They embrace that underdog role. Well, Dane Oliver, I hope you enjoyed it because that's the only time you're going to be an underdog. And you kind of had a fortunate situation to be an underdog against number one Billings West. But that won't happen again because uh, Missoula Sentinel still the team to beat here in the state of Montana. It's worth saying again. I said it a bunch of times on this this uh, show, but Dane Oliver, former Grizz receiver, is a hell of a football coach, man. He is doing a great job. He is a great asset to the Missoula community. Growing up in Missoula, I heard my whole life, man, we're never going to be able to compete in high school football. There's no way we're ever going to catch Great Falls CMR, Billings West. It's it's baloney, man. Dane Oliver put that notion to rest, and Sentinel is now one of, if not the premier programs in Class of Last note I, I wanted to make on this is we've always heard the narrative around Montana when it comes to recruiting for the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. Coaches have, have, have uh, remade the cliche for their own purposes multiple times, but basically the premise is we're going to get our linemen and our linebackers in Montana. We're going to go get our arms and legs outside the state. I don't think that's true anymore, man. Think about the best prospects in the state of Montana the last couple of years. They're not DNs or linebackers. They're 5'9 receivers like Gabe Solser, Junior Bergen, Taco, and Caden Dowler. 
Ryan Simpson, Ryan Chris Simpson, Brown. Yeah, I mean, these, the, the notion that the Montana guys can't do it, I actually think that the, the – the the fact that most high school programs in Montana have gravitated away from a ground and pound style and are more, mostly running the spread, it helps quarterbacks develop. I, mean, I think there's four guys that could maybe play at the Division One level in the state of Montana this year. I know I know Zach Cruz isn't going to play quarterback at the D1 level, but he's a D1 athlete playing quarterback. Same with Reed Harris at Great Falls High. Kane Hewitt from Helen High is a quarterback, and he will likely play quarterback at Montana. And I thought Isaiah Clonch from Billings West was a really good player, too. Yeah, he showed absolutely he can compete at the next level. I mean, some of the throws he made, I mean, that I think the play where Caden Dowler unfortunately got hurt, Taco's twin brother, and that was a huge part in this game that I think got overlooked. Yeah. He made a 48-yard catch down the sideline and had a lower leg injury, hoping for the best there. But that throw right there was next level. I looked at for Jace sure. right away and said, Okay, this kid just caught my attention for right sure. away. So I'm with you. I think four, and that's just double A. That's yeah. just double A we're yeah. talking about. We know there's a couple guys in the yeah. lower ranks as well that probably could play at the D1 level. So absolutely, I am more than impressed with the skill position, guys. And this is a topic that could be for another day or not, but how much is the evolution of college football and the way the game has changed from maybe the ground and pound to the spread just been a trickle-down effect to now where, yeah, you are developing and building these skill guys that are absolutely standouts in Montana that I think if your skill guys are great, there's a better chance they stay in-state. It's absolutely true. Montana Football Hour presented proudly by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank has 36 locations around the state of Montana. They're in Montana, only in Montana. And they plan on keeping it that way. One last note, my mother attended this game with a bunch of her friends. And I know that it's easy to know about games when they're at Washington Grizzly Stadium, but I would encourage people to go to games throughout the community, not just here in Missoula County Public Stadium, but down in Florence, down in Hamilton, anywhere around the state of Montana. I know a lot of our listeners on the radio are here in western Montana. But if you're watching on TV or anywhere, go support the kids. It's 10 bucks or 5 bucks some places, and it's like the easiest, coolest, most fun entertainment. But my mom was saying maybe the coolest part about this was there was cousins on this the two teams I think the Dolan kid from Sentinel and then Bradley Bergeson from Correct. Billings West and so they had a whole crew of Missoula and, and uh, Billings like a family reunion and they were cheering with each other and they kind of got the crowd going back and forth and so then everybody was cheering for everybody else and my mom said it was so wonderful nobody's yelling at each other everybody's yelling for the kids you know I was thinking about this too on my drive home that that was really cool and shout out to JJ Dolan for having the game winning pick there with eight seconds left to go so he won the bragging rights at least at Thanksgiving between him and Riley Bergeson but I think nowadays, right, in our country and everything in between, everyone has a reason to be divided. Sport, no sports can unite us. Yes. And especially, well, let's go back to that. Yes. High school sports, college sports, and that's why our jobs are so awesome because we get to talk about it. But you're so spot on with that. I saw a community come together at Washington Grizzly Stadium on Friday. Um, in about 12 days from now at Washington Grizzly Stadium, I'm going to see over 23,000 come together and unite. And I just think right now, I mean, in a time where everyone seems to be divided absolutely high school college sports are a way for everyone to get on the same page and unite nuanas now 1029 espn missoula swx montana television i'm colter nuanas broadcasting to you from the northwest motorsports studio riley corcoran voice of the grizz in studio with me he was also the voice of the class double a clash between missoula sentinel and billings west so we'll continue to give you the best when it comes to prep coverage but time now for some college football coverage it's game week at long last. I know the Grizzlies got a little bit of a taste in the spring in April. The Bobcats have had no taste of real game competition or preparation since December of 2019. There was a moment in time 
where I thought we weren't going to make it to this point. I thought it might all be over. I thought, I thought we might have no more ESPN, no more Skyline Sports, no more Grizzly Radio. How networks. many different times? I mean, there was a yeah. couple times. Yeah. We're sitting here thinking, oh, well, well, what are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to time? I was a lost son of a gun from uh, for a while there. Uh, but then once we kind of turned the page, could see the light at the end of the tunnel, now we've been building. I can't even tell you how pumped I am. Uh, but, Riley, just your thoughts now that it's here and it's game week and we are talking about the Washington Huskies, the Wyoming Cowboys. We're talking about real-life opponents here across the state of Montana. It, it feels so good, Coulter. And I, you know me. I absolutely counted down the weeks of how long it has been. And, yes, those two spring games were nice. But as far as actual game week competition and the same timeline goes for Montana State, there's been 90 weeks in between the final competitive game in late December of 2019 and now getting ready for a more normal game this week. So it's been a long 90 weeks in between, but it certainly feels back to normal, at least in that regard where the routine is set for guys like me and you um, to break down an actual matchup that's coming to actually have a lot of interest on the outside too. It it feels like it's a big breath of fresh air really that we've made it to this point because again, that's why I kind of threw that out there it's happened numerous times I think through the last what six months to a year man I I don't know if we're ever going to get to this point is it going to happen are there going to be more restrictions everything in between we've made it and these games are are going to happen on Saturday and uh there's a different buzz, and you could feel it being at the press conference uh, inside the Adams Center today for Montana, and I know over in Bozeman, getting back underway for them, too, and, and kind of a new era of football. Um, so fans want to talk about actually what is going to happen on the field rather than what potentially could get canceled, and uh, we're here to provide it for them, and it certainly feels different. The normal excitement and buzz is back. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to hear from the man that knows the most. I actually thought we we have uh, tongue-in-cheek talked about these press conferences that Bobby Houck conducts each and every Monday. Coach Houck uh, gives us here at ESPN Radio a uh, an interview each week uh, that, if you listen to this show, Houck's highlights are awesome. Right? Bobby just likes to make things efficient, no matter what it is. And so he told me uh, when I first got back to Missoula a couple of years ago, he said, you come down before Tuesday practice, have five questions ready to go. We'll knock it out. Boom, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's how you got to do it with Coach Alk. I thought Bobby was very good at his press conference today, actually. Uh, and I shouldn't say actually. If you ask Bobby great questions, he'll give you good answers sometimes. That just eludes a lot of our colleagues. Ask <laughs> good questions. Ask, let's be more specific. Ask football questions. Thank you. <laughs> I just sit in the back and laugh sometimes. <laughs> but, but regardless, uh, the number one thing I have to mention here before we play this, this sound from Coach Alk. Eric Tabor, I love you because you got a microphone yes. for the questions. I have been getting emails and texts and Twitter messages since I first started working in media back in Montana back in 2011. Why can't we hear the questions in the press conference? Why has no one figured this out? Well, it's been way more complicated than we could ever explain to you, so I'm not blaming anybody, but gosh dang it, Aaron Heiner and Eric Tabor – Montana Sports Information, figure this out. And so if you want to hear the duration of Bobby Houck's press conference, it will be available on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast here in about two minutes because I'm going to go post it right when we play this sound. But either way, thanks to those guys because you can actually hear the questions. But here's about five minutes from Bobby Houck's press conference previewing Montana's Saturday matchup against the University of Washington 
at Husky Stadium in Seattle. Great to see you, everybody. It's uh, awesome to be back to normal and, and uh, getting ready to kick the season off. So excited about that and uh, excited about the, the opportunity to play the Washington Huskies. I'm uh, obviously aware that a, a couple of years ago, we played them and got beat 63-7. to uh, We're going to go out there and compete and see if we've been able to close that gap at all. We've got players in both their locker room and our locker room that uh, were on the teams for those game, for that game. And uh, like I said, we'll go compete and uh, uh, see if we've been able to close that gap. So uh, we know a lot about them. They're a top 20 team this year. Uh, they're very good. They're deep. Uh, they're talented up up front in particular. They do have great skill players on both sides of the ball as well. Corner, safety, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. So there's a reason why they're ranked in the top 20. Uh, I'm particularly uh, impressed with their fronts. Uh, they're, they're huge and they're athletic up front. So that will be... Uh, a real test force. I think Washington will have a big year. I think they uh, um, are poised to have a, have a great season. So um, we're excited to play. We'll see. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Bob, you've been around the Pac-12 before. So what do you think of just the prestige of Washington as a program? Because they have a lot of rich football tradition, national championship, all that. Yeah, having having worked there and then coaching against them. Uh, it's a great place. It's a it's a powerful uh, football program, and uh, you know they, they've got they've got rich tradition there, just like we do here, and and uh, you know it's it's an impressive place. I don't know how many of you have been there and how many are going this weekend, but uh, you'll see it's a cool place. What are, what are some, of your, some of your memories when you coached at Washington? Well. You know, getting to know and, and be friends long-term with a lot of Husky legends from Coach James to Steve Edmond to, you know, go down the list. Um, they're, they're, you know, we're, we're good friends, and Coach James is a mentor. Uh, also remember having a lot of success, a lot of wins, uh, winning the Rose Bowl, beating Drew Brees in the Rose Bowl. That was that was great. Um, yeah, it's just a powerful, powerful place. In general, you've opened up with FBS opponents before uh, during your time in Montana. What do you think of the challenge, both broadly and then this specific challenge as well? What do you think it does for your team to open up with a, an opponent like this? Well, I don't know if it does. I mean, it, it puts a bunch of money in the coffer. That helps. Um, that, you know, you got to fund the, fund the uh, department. So that helps. Uh, you know, beyond that, like I said, we, we went out there a couple years ago and it was 63 to 7. I, there's all kinds of adjectives you can use to describe that, but it, there's, there's only one way to slice it. That's a demolishing. And I, you know, I hope we've closed the gaps. Bobby, does Washington look different? Uh, just four games under Jimmy Lake. So do they look different than uh, what they looked like under Coach Peterson? Well, I, I didn't watch them very much when uh, when Chris was the head coach. I mean, competed against with with them when they were at Boise bunch and, and saw that so they're they're very similar um the defense has evolved to you know they've been doing this sort of structure for quite a while now so that hasn't changed 
Um, you know, they're personnel, personnel based on offense. They're going to play their strengths like all good coaches do. Um, they've got a really good group of tight ends, the best one being Otten, who's just a future pro. And uh, so they'll have a tight end or probably several tight ends on the field uh, a large part of the game. But they, they want to run the ball. They want to pound you a little bit. Um, so we can't expect that. Defensively, they've had such a great run, especially the last eight or ten years of NFL guys. Do you still see that sort of talent on that side of the ball? And what about the both the scheme and the way that they recruit make them so good defensively? Yeah, the the scheme is uh, yeah, it's a, it's a one high, three deep base, four down scheme. It's it's what it is. Um, I mean, they have they have the know-how on the defensive side to get to what they need, but they're big and physical on defense. That's what they are, and they've got. They've got some shutdown guys in the secondary, so uh, that'll be a challenge. Coach, you mentioned Don James. Uh, if you've ever been around that area, you know how big of a legend he is. But what's, you mentioned he's sort of a mentor of yours. What sort of things have you taken from him, or what did you learn from him uh, that sort of helped you in your head coaching career? I was real fortunate to get to know Coach and Carol, and uh, his, his son-in-law, Jeff Woodruff, was an analyst for us at UNLV, so I've been associated with those folks uh, at least remotely quite a bit uh, I got a chance to spend time with coach uh, when I was there I, was, I grabbed every minute I could if I got 10 minutes to talk to him I, I would uh, use it and uh, you know I just pick his brain on a lot of things and there there are imprints of things I learned from him uh, in recruiting and and practice and everything else we do so you go, Bobby Houck, on Montana's matchup, Saturday night, 6 p.m. kick, Mountain Standard Time from Husky Stadium. On Montlake, the Grizzlies opening up against the Washington Huskies. More on Montana's opener, Montana State's opener, some sound with Brent Vegan, Montana State head coach, and some question marks, main storylines going into the weekend here on Nuana's Now, the Montana Football Hour, proudly presented by Stockman Bank. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Missoula Sports Center. Friday Night Lights made its much-anticipated return. The Frontier Conference kicked off its football season, and game week is officially underway for the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Football season is officially back around the Treasure State as high school and Frontier Conference action highlighted the final weekend of August. Among the top highlights of the prep slate included defending Class AA state champion Missoula Sentinel knocking off top-ranked Billings West in a 22-19 thriller at Washington Grizzly Stadium on Friday night in Missoula. West quarterback Isaiah Klotz hit lightning-fast receiver
receiver Taco Dowler on a sweet backside screen pass, and Dowler did the rest, racing 55 yards for a touchdown to put West up 19-14 with seven minutes to play. But Montana Grizz commit Zach Cruz, quarterback settled to a scoring drive, capped by a short touchdown run and a two-point conversion with three minutes left to provide the final margin. Other Class AA scores included number three, Helena High, shutting out number four, Great Falls High, 22-0. The Frontier opened on Saturday. The College of Idaho beat Montana State Northern 42-14 in Haver. Montana Western knocked off Carroll College 25-22 in Helena. Rocky Mountain College defeated Southern Oregon 42-28 in Billings. And Eastern Oregon beat Montana Tech 26-24 in Butte. The Cats and the Grizz are officially preparing for opponents for the first time in years. Montana State opens up its season Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. against Wyoming and Laramie. And Montana opens its season Saturday night at 6 p.m. in Seattle against the University of Washington. so good wearing pants in August in my entire life. Had something to dress up for for the first time in a long time. Welcome back. It's Nuana's Now 1029 ESPN Montana as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuana's Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, in studio with me. It is the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport boasts the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Check them out. NWMSRocks.com That's NW. MSRocks.com. It's the first hour of a Monday show, which means that it's the Montana Football Hour. Montana Football Hour will break down the weekend that was, or in this case, preview the weekend that will be. We'll also give you some preview stuff each Monday as well, but mostly this will be where you're going to get your first look into the results for the Grizzlies, the Bobcats, high school football, and Frontier Conference, but a heavy emphasis on the Big Sky Conference teams in the state of Montana, the Montana Football Hour, proudly presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank, when you bank with Stockman, you receive personalized customer service, and your phone calls always answered by a live person. Stockman's highly skilled and personable bank staff is dedicated to making it easy for you to transfer your accounts and meeting all your overall financial needs. Blending tradition, Western values with modern conveniences and state-of-the-art technology, Stockman Bank provides time-tested products and services from people who truly care about you and your financial success. My good friend and the best in the biz, Riley Corker, and the voice of the Grizz, will join me for the duration of this football season on Mondays. And uh, we got some exciting news that I've been teasing for a while to share with you uh, come around next week. But we will be having a pretty fun new Monday segment for the second hour as well. Uh, So we will definitely look forward to that. But Riley, before we get into a little bit more of the breakdown of these openers for the Bobcats and the Grizzlies... Uh, and specifically the Grizz, because we just heard from Montana head coach Bobby Houck. Montana State, this is a fascinating storyline, only because I can't really re- ever remember a scenario like this. You have a head coach in Brent Vegan, who, first of all, took over a program uh, in the midst of a pandemic, so that in itself makes it a strange circumstance. Takes over for a guy who uh, was an enigma, to be sure, in Jeff Choate, but a guy that was as good in certain ways, particularly uh, the drumming of the hype machine, as any coach I've ever been around, uh, but also had some glaring deficiencies during his tenure, but left Montana State in a very good place with a lot of momentum coming into this year. But then you factor in that Vegan is a first-time head coach who spent the majority of his coaching career on Craig Bull's staff between North Dakota State and Wyoming. And oh, by the way, 
Vegan will coach in his first football game ever as a head coach against the school he was at for seven years in Wyoming and the guy who he worked for for almost two decades. Confluence of circumstances don't even begin to describe this. I know, and I wonder really what's going through Brent Vegan's head. I mean, he probably, when you're deep down in it, it would be so weird, right? I mean, this would be yes. like Bobby Houck going against Rick Neuheisel. This is just totally crazy. In game one, two, after never being a, a head coach at this level before, I mean... This game is going to be fascinating to watch just from the chess match perspective, right? And not only the unknowns that come with Montana State this year, I feel that, you know, the ceiling, we all know where it can be. The floor, who knows? I mean, there's just so much unknown with them. And coming in and facing Craig Bull, I want to flip it around on you a little bit. From Craig Bull's perspective, what do you think it's like? I mean... I would think no. Craig Bull would have a lot of confidence just because of all the things that we were talking about while well, sure. it's his first game and, you know, kind of show the kid the ropes or whatever it might be. But how would you flip it from Craig Bull's perspective? Because you're right. This is as unique of a matchup as you're getting here in week one. Well, that's where I think that the chess match is so fascinating because on one hand, you could say this is Craig Bull's 19th college football season as a head coach. And he also has coached in college football forever and ever and ever. I mean, he's a Tom Osborne disciple. He coached in Nebraska for years. He played for Osborne in Nebraska. And he's been a head coach since 2003. So uh, it's not as if he's not experienced. But not only is Vegan uh, playing against his former team, but that means that Wyoming has a new offensive coordinator in Tim Polasek, who has NDSU ties and comes to Wyoming from Iowa. Wyoming's defensive coordinator is only in his second year. And Taylor Housewright, the offensive coordinator at MSU, and Freddie Banks, the defensive coordinator at MSU, have never called games before. So you have three guys calling plays at their school for the first time, including two guys that are calling plays for the first time ever. So there could be all sorts of mystery, or both these teams might know everything that the other team's doing, and it might just be a straight stalemate button heads. I think it might be more the latter, to be honest with you. I think it might be just a good old-fashioned slobber knocker, and I think with what Montana State, I mean, the strength that they have, obviously, up front with their running game, that they're okay maybe playing that pace, and I think that the biggest question I have going into it is how much is Brent Vegan going to reveal in this game? How complex of a game plan is this going to be because you could look at it from a couple different lenses and of course let's just cut to it of course everyone's trying to win I'm not saying that by any stretch of the imagination but this is going to be a three-week process I feel in the non-conference for Montana State to kind of reveal their identity and to try and find their identity and the question marks that they might have and really for Brent Vegan and more importantly Coulter I think for the coordinators I mean Brent Vegan yes it's his first time being a head coach but you have two first-time coordinators as well. Everyone's new into this. There's going to be a lot of learning on the fly, adjustments from week to week, and that word right there is what leads me to probably the biggest difference in this game, adjustments. How will this new coaching staff for Montana State adjust on the fly when you go up against the experience and the size, everything that Wyoming has? And Wyoming's picked, by the way, in the top four of the Mountain West, so they're no slouch by any stretch, but... The adjustments, I think, is going to be the biggest curve that this Bobcat team is going to have to at least figure out the first three games. They do have two non-scholarship teams at home in week two and week three. That can maybe express some more signs for growth, but the adjustments. I mean, at halftime, when it's 17, when it's 13 to 7 at halftime, Craig Bull's going to make adjustments. Yep. How does Brent Vegan and his two first-time coordinators respond to that? The key factor for Wyoming's success the last two and a half seasons 
has been the health of Sean Chambers. Sean Chambers is supposed to be the next in the line of big, strong-armed, mobile quarterbacks recruited by Craig Bull and one Brent Vegan. Chambers came in and won the job over a couple guys that were older than him. Tyler Vanderwall plays at Idaho State now because he saw the writing on the wall. He saw how good Sean Chambers was. Well, Chambers came in, went 3-0 as a starter as a freshman, and then took the starting job into his sophomore year. And in 2019, Wyoming was very good with Chambers. They were 6-1 going into the Nevada game, and then Chambers broke his foot, and he was out for the rest of the year. And Wyoming, I think, lost four out of their last six. Then he comes back in the fall of 2020, and on the first series of the fall last fall, he broke his leg. And Wyoming finished 2-4. and four. When, when Sean Chambers finishes the game at Wyoming, Wyoming's 9-2. and two. He's officially 9-4 and four as a starter because they lost both games that he got hurt in the first quarter in. But he's he 9-2 and two in games that he starts and finishes. So he is the key. And he's healthy right now. So I think that's going to be a huge factor as Montana State prepares for this game. Well, and again, I am going to go back to the preseason poll here and what everyone that follows the Mountain West, how they feel. I mean, who's the class of the Mountain West? There's no doubt it's Boise State. Boise State, yeah. Right? Well, there was people that picked Wyoming over Boise State yeah. in their own, in the Mountain Division of the Mountain West. So Wyoming is planning to have a good season as long as they can stay healthy. So this is quite the challenge out of the gates. And I think Wyoming has big-time aspirations to be a good team. And, and let's flip it around a little bit. I mean, do you think Wyoming has maybe more added motivation here to, hey, Try and stick it to vegan here in game one? Or, I mean, how much of that maybe comes into play? I'm sure everyone's going to play nice this week. But in regards, that could be another factor in this It game. absolutely could. I, I was trying to think who actually has the bigger advantage, the guy who comes from the program and knows all of the players within it, or uh, sort of the teacher going against the student. I think I think it's an equaling factor. I do think actually from a scouting perspective, vegan has a bigger, bigger advantage because he know, he recruited all the guys on the offense. Or at least helped, you know, he knows all the personnel. Whereas Wyoming probably doesn't know as much about the personnel of Montana State. But I do think it's a real factor going against the guy who mentored you in the coaching business. You know, Who would you call if you're a first-time head coach? You'd call the guy you worked for for 18 years. Say, how do I, you know, how do I go about this first game coach? Any advice? Craig Bull's not answering the call this week. Well, what do you think Vegan thought? When he got hired, because obviously he looked at this first sure. game. I mean, that... I mean, no well, Vegan really t- actually made an interesting comment. He said, hey, I actually kind of had already looked at Montana State on film quite a bit before this job came open, because I knew they were our opener. Oh, wow. You know, doldrums of December yeah. and January start watching film. He's like, man, I was thinking about how talented they look. And all of a sudden, the job came up. He's like, oh, I remember watching them. I'm going to go make a run at that thing. So... Uh, I think he does have some some in-depth knowledge for sure. Well, I'm just very, very curious. I think everyone is, too, of how Montana State's going to come out of the gate, just style of play, because, of course, everything's been closed, and I would do the same thing if I was a first-year head coach, too, with all sort of all sorts of newness here, is how much of the identity of this Bobcat team is last year's with Choate and how much of it is the new wrinkle with Brent Vegan? If you had to forecast now, Coulter, because we won't hold you to it, of course, on August 30th, but how much of this, because, hey, you've said it multiple times and you're not wrong here that Montana State at some positions, if not maybe just some units in general, has the best line in the in the Big Sky Conference, yep. they have good running game, all of that stuff. How much, though, do you try to put your own imprint on it, and how much is it, hey, this first year or two, this kind of car, this car's already in place, so I don't want to wreck it type deal. Yeah, I think that 
the fact that there's been so long between the last time the Cats played and there was so long uh, of the of the saga that was Jeff Choate maybe maybe leaving and then actually leaving, and then there's been another eight months for Brent Vegan to have uh, his feet underneath him. All that's to say, I think Montana State, most of the question marks that they will face with the coaching change are going to start happening in mid-October and won't be really put on full display until next season. I think that the players are going to run this thing. What they, I mean, the, the identity of the team is going to be determined by the players. How much can the senior leaders keep it between the rails? That's the biggest question mark for me. I think that these guys are motivated. They have as, they have as many guys that are super seniors and also elite players as any team in the league. And so I think that they're going to do it. I think it's going to be their way or the highway, honestly. And I don't think they're going to have much of a an identity issue unless, though, as we know, the scope of a college football season, it's all about momentum and wanting to continue to play with each other. And that might sound funny, but you people out there would have no idea, man. College sports these days, at what point does your team check out and just want to strangle each other? It, it, it happens so much man we see it in basketball like just that is the defining factor the teams that want to be playing when it's tournament time are the ones that look good and the ones that don't those are the ones that might be like the three or four seed that get just routed by 40. What's the biggest variable in all that though? It's expectations right because if you have high expectations and you maybe fall short of those early you could have an early checkout period and that's when disaster comes and if you don't really have expectations coming in and you're one of these teams flying under the radar you're more apt to maybe stay on pace all the way through it. And so for Montana State, to me, they're kind of in the middle, right? You can see them being the best team in this league, but also if things don't go right with a tough schedule, a lot of tough road games, if they lose a couple maybe they're not supposed to, where is the locker room at? I think that's going to be fascinating for all of us to watch. I think it's pretty safe to say in their non-conference that they'll be a big underdog this week. They'll be a hefty favorite. Their next two games, 2-1, and one, kind of rolling into an easier start to conference play before things really kick into gear in the middle of October. So this will be a fun team to watch in the sense of they're the ultimate X factor in this league where they could certainly be in the top two and... You know, we've talked about maybe a team in the top four that that could fall flat, and there's just a lot of factors that go to it. I think the biggest question mark for people that haven't been following Montana State that I want to ask you is what are your expectations early on for Matt McKay at quarterback? Because that's the one position that's kind of held Montana State back from being that championship team. What are your expectations maybe early, and, and do they progress towards the end of the year for Matt McKay? Nuanas now, Montana Football Hour, Ryan Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me, Colter Nuanas. More on the Bobcats, more on the Grizzlies, and we'll hear from Brent Vegan. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio.
for a three-hour show for about, oh, I don't know, every day that I've ever worked here. And uh, now I feel like we need a four-hour show because we have so much good content for you. Welcome back. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana TV around the great state of Montana. My good friend and colleague, Riley Corker, and the voice of the Grizz in studio with me, Colter Nuanas. And as we will do, the first hour of every Monday's show, it is the Montana Football Hour, giving you all the best in coverage from border to border around the Treasure State. We're going to hear from Montana State head coach Brent Vegan here in just a moment. Heard from Bobby Houck earlier here uh, in the Montana Football Hour. Uh, but, Riley, to answer your question, you, you were talking about Matt McKay. Matt McKay is a former four-star quarterback from Raleigh, North Carolina. He spent a couple years in North Carolina State. I started a handful of games there at North Carolina State. We always talk about on this show, there's broadly – uh, four main reasons why guys transfer. They either went to the wrong level and they just can't really play at that level. There's a coaching change. There's something with their family where somebody gets sick or they're homesick or something draws them back to closer to home uh, or they get hurt. And then there's always the guy that, you know, maybe has a over-elevated sense of himself, the prima donna. But honestly, in this day and age of college sports, especially college football, there's a lot more, there's more factors than just, you know, I think I'm good. Like the guy that ends up at five schools, it's possible and it, it happens, but particularly at the Montana schools, you kind of have to be looking for your next opportunity or maybe your last opportunity, especially if you're going to come from the other side of the country. Well, then the one factor, though, I think factors in with quarterbacks from the Power 5 level is when a coach is feeling the heat and he starts rolling a quarterback carousel to make the administration look, make it look like he's doing all the things to save his job. Dakota Prukop was pretty good at Oregon. He got benched because Mark, Hel- Mark Helfrick thought he was going to lose his job. He rolls with the freshman and Justin Herbert, which in retrospect looks like a great decision, but Helfrick still lost his job. It's the same thing with Dave Dorn at NC State. They ended up saving it, but they were sort of riding a roller coaster, and Matt McKay got caught in the wash. He was good. He won. He went 3-1 and one as a starter, and then, I mean, the only loss being to Florida State, and then he kind of got railroaded out of there. So to answer your question, how do I think that Matt McKay will do at Montana State? I think McKay is a big, strong, dynamic leader. But I also think the fact that he is so far away from home and he's been stuck in Bozeman uh, during a COVID year will actually benefit him. Because if you listen to the offensive coordinator and you listen to Taylor Housewright and you listen to Brent Vegan, the uh, he's done nothing but sit around and watch film. I mean, Matt McKay told me, he's like, dude, I don't have a life. I don't even know what's going on in Bozeman. I just hang out of the football offices. Which is probably not the greatest thing for your holistic growth as a man, but it's a good thing for your quarterback play. So I do think that he he should be just fine. Well, we'll, we'll see right away too because he's going up against a pretty good unit in Wyoming, and uh, it'll just with the style of play. And again, I have not done the film breakdown on NC State when sure. he was a quarterback there, but just with the strength of what. MSU has. I, I am just as fascinated with everyone as I've kind of highlighted here the last 15 minutes or so. I, I'm curious of how the Cats are going to come out of the gate. What, what's the philosophy? How are things different? Um, how are things the same? How does McKay change who they are? Um, just all of those things. It, it'll be fun to watch in, in week one as both of these teams evolve because, again, both of these squads, culture, and you look at the FBS versus the FCS, and I think for good reason, Montana and Montana State are both being kind of highlighted as teams that could be respectable, I think, in their games on Saturday to maybe push their competition, their level of competition. Although Wyoming, a team that doesn't have a ranking next to them, they are uh, 
highly thought of in the Mountain West. Then you look at Montana. Obviously, they're playing a team that thinks they can win the Pac-12 in Washington. But um, another factor that goes into that game, the Huskies, the ultimate trap game. They play at the Big House next week at Michigan, ABC, primetime TV. I don't think they're giving Montana as much time as they're giving Michigan right now. I can already tell you that this Montana football hour is going to roll over to hour number two, so have no fear because we still do have plenty to talk about uh, with the Grizzlies and the Bobcats, but we have spent a little bit of time here on Montana State because we spent so much time on the outstanding high school football game that Riley got a chance to call on Friday. So in the uh, name of... You know, as Dan Levitard would say, paying the bills. Here is Montana State head coach Brent Vegan. Just a couple thoughts as he returns to face his old squad in Wyoming in his debut at, as Montana State's head coach. Well, certainly experience. I think that's the, the first one. You know, you, any, any of the positions across the board, with maybe the exception of honor, um, you know, those, those kids have all played in games and a lot of them play the. A ton of football. Um, they have depth uh, because of, of all that experience, and, and I think that would be the first thing. You know, I think offensively, um, from a running perspective, you know, Xavier uh, Valadez is a tremendous back, but there's a couple guys behind him, Trick Smith, um, you know, uh, Titus Swain. I mean, they can control a few guys that actually. The quarterbacks can run on an O line. I think the experience up there speaks for itself. Defensively, you know, I, I think. It'll be interesting. A lot of the guys up front didn't play last year. Um, so I know when I was there, obviously, we were thin up front, but those guys that played did a, a tremendous job. And yeah, the guys that didn't play last year, um, you know, so I think the front seven in particular will be very vulnerable. So, you know, it's obviously a unique situation where I know as much about them as I do uh, and trying to help our guys out as much as I can. We just have to go out there and still go out there and play and, and get everything we have now. Brent Vegan has spent 18 seasons with Craig Bull, including seven at Wyoming, the previous seven, leading up to last fall. So what's it like scouting a team he's so familiar with? Montana State head coach Brent Vegan right here during the Montana Football Hour on Nuanas Now. Well, it's, uh, it's unique for me and my career. I, I, we've, we've played against some people that I've coached with or um, some of those ideas have maybe overlapped from time to time. But as far as this situation... Um, it is extremely unique, and I think the the schemes aside, I think you, you know the knowledge of the players, the individuals, um, the, the talent, the ability. I think is uh, I wouldn't tell for or not yet. You didn't know who they are and what they can what they can do. They can really pose problems. So um, yeah, we're you know trying to utilize that the best to the best of our ability. I know on a, conversely, they'll have a good sense for what we are schematically um, for sure, and and. Uh, I think it's just we got to get our guys out there and, and let them play and go after it, play, play as hard as they can. Many of these players, Brent Vegan had a hand in recruiting, and many of them are honors candidates, including Sean Shavers, the quarterback, and Chad Mumma, the linebacker. Brent Vegan's thoughts on his in-depth and intimate knowledge of the Wyoming roster. It's a lot of accolades for a lot of guys, you know, and, and, and you know, it's, it's a situation where, yeah, I'm going to, you know, Anything I can share with our guys that's going to help our guys succeed on, on Saturday, I'm going uh, to share with them. You mentioned just sort of the, the strangeness about coaching against Coach Bull, but he's been a head coach for a really long time and had a lot of success as a head coach. What sort of things have you taken from him or learned from him as now you embark on your first season as a head coach? Well, I, you know, I guess certainly relative to this this matchup, making it about the guys, you know, not getting caught up. I think 
you know, he's done a great job of, of that over the years, um, you know, making it about just that, getting our players ready to go and, and um, certainly not becoming the, the focal point of, of much of anything. So I, I know I learned that. I, I know, um, you know, a prepared team um, is, is the best one that has a chance to win, uh, best one that has a chance to be in a game in the fourth quarter. And I, I think, you know, um, get your team to believe. And, and, and I think those things, no matter what team that we had the past 18 seasons that I worked um, with him, I every Saturday we showed up with the team that believed. And that's that's our charge this week is to get the Bobcats to believe we can go down there and um, not only be in the game but win the game. So um, that's – I threw a bunch of things at you there, culture, but I, that's my best answer. So you go, Brent Vegan here on Nuanas now, Montana State head football coach. Plenty more from Coach Vegan coming up throughout the week, as well as plenty more from Bobby Houck. We'll also be joined tomorrow for our Grizz Star of the Week by Cam Humphrey, Montana quarterbacks. We'll look forward to that. Thus concludes the first Montana football hour of the renewed season. But we're going to continue to talk college football and NFL football in hour number two, the Montana football hour. Proudly presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. As Montana's brand of banking, Stockman Bank is a proud sponsor of both Grizz and Bobcat Athletics. Good luck to the Grizzlies and the Bobcats as you commence on the fall football season in 2021. Thanks to all the players and coaches for your hard work and dedication. Go Grizz, go Bobcats. Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. Member FDIC. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you hot. What are some of the biggest questions and storylines going to the openers for both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies? Who are some of the betting favorites in the AFC? And what do the big boys have to say? Alex Gubner and Eli Alford. All that and more. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 